Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us. Her name is Melanie Whipple, and she is the host of a podcast herself. She's a a fellow podcaster, and so it's always great to have people on here who who understand the podcast game, who know what's going on there. And you're going to be a pro today. You're going to be an expert today talking with us. So thank you again for joining us today, Melanie. How are you? Thank you. I, it's actually, I got a little bit of like adrenaline or something. It's good for me to be on this side of it so that I understand how it is for other people. It's humbling. It's humbling. That was kind of a little nerve wracking, but oh yes, I am so glad to be here. And when I found your podcast, I just thank you. It what a gift. Any light that we can fill ourselves with, life is hard and mm-hmm. I'm so appreciative of the good work that you are doing and your other co-creators and and yeah. your whole team. Uh we thank were you talking so much. before thank this. You so much. Your, your wife and your cute son, I all of this. It's a team effort and so thank you for having me. My pleasure. I want to tell our audience just briefly about your podcast. So if you're looking for a deeper understanding of education to help our children navigate through life, you just said earlier, I am a new father. So my boy is 13 months and I want to allow my son to navigate the world correctly. He needs these things and the understanding and how do we do all of this? And so your podcast is titled Elementary Schooled. And so I'm just going to let you have the floor. Just tell us a little bit about who you are, why you started the podcast, why you're a Christian, and then we will go from there. Thank you. Um, Sure. I'll just give you a quick rundown. My name is Melanie Whipple, and I live in a northern suburb of Salt Lake City, Utah, basically raised here, not born here. I was born in Portland, raised in a faith-filled home, and I'm so grateful for that gift in my life because when life got gnarly, which really didn't happen until my mid-40s, which I think happens to a lot of people, and we mask it as this weird phrase of a midlife crisis. But for me, I knew exactly where to turn. I knew exactly that God was the only one that could help me. And so that is the motivation behind the podcast 100%, even though um, all of my life experiences, I think, have led me to this point. I am a mom. I have four children, ages 14 to 25, and I'm now a bonus mom. That's what we call it in a blended family. Uh, I I tell people we're more like a tossed salad kind of family, like (laughs) appreciate the individual flavors. And I don't know how blended families become, but I are um, out of our seven kids together. Six of them are adults. That's a full house. That's a full house. It's 
beautiful. But yes, I didn't have to raise, you know, seven kids or didn't get the privilege of raising seven kids, which I think would be overwhelming. Not so uncommon here in, in Utah, but um, I did go to Brigham Young University, which is uh, in Southern Utah, well, Provo, Utah, and graduated in 1994 with my degree in elementary education. And I have taught off and on since then. I did mm -hmm. stay home with my kids for about 12 years in the middle of all of that, but still tutored children, worked with primary in my church. What a gift that's been in my life. In October, I started a podcast and the number one reason, actually, if I'm being honest and just some raw and realness here, I spent six years in domestic court as a respondent and on defense. And it was very, very challenging. And now I try to help. I'm not paid just to be clear. I'm not paid for any of that, but I try to help other women. I know it happens to men too, but help women that face court and are trying to protect their kids. I try to help women wow. in that situation. And I was really disappointed with just people kind of getting beat up in a system that is has so many flaws. Um, you, you might even say broken. Um, I, I, I always have hope I'm an undying optimist. So I always think it's going to get better. It's going to get better. But in my experience, which is limited, uh, there's a lot of problems with domestic court and the decisions mm -hmm. that are made for children where they really don't have a say. So I want to be clear and honest that that really was my biggest motivator and intention and I also got tired of hearing that there's a crisis in the classroom. <laughs> and that's just kind of a new story, um, at least here in the States. I know you're in Brazil, which I love that that's part of your ministry. Um, but I, I see all these news stories that are causing so much anxiety in children. And I know anxiety has become a buzzword, but it's real. Mm -hmm. And so our job is to kind of figure out where is the anxiety coming from? And in kids nowadays, a lot of that anxiety is safety and, oh, I feel exposure to so much and they, they feel like they're on shaky ground. Yet, I will say that kids, just like us as humans, are pretty darn resilient mm -hmm. and we can, and I, I know from my own experience, and I think you're the same, that God is the only way. I mean, that God is the only way, yep. but um, you can't really preach that in the classroom, but I wish we could. In fact, I just read an article that said we, prayer, prayer needs to make a comeback in the classroom. And I thought, oh, wouldn't that be great? But I have a prayer in my heart and I, I do pray for my students and student families in my individual and, and our, our family prayers. And so I just believe in that. Um, my core belief that I kind of stick with and I and this kind of is my mantra, I guess, that I put out there for my podcast is that when you strengthen a child, you strengthen society. And I see that and I've seen it with my wow. own children. And the youngest is now 15. And I see, wow, these kids and even times, even personally, I won't share my own kids stories, but we've had our share of ups and downs and gnarly times. But when they figure it out, they can become movers and shakers in this mm. world and yeah, really absolutely. make a difference. So that's, that's the idea behind it. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Do you ever struggle with grief and find it hard to see God's glory in the midst of it? Join Miss Lydia on her podcast, Love My Sheep, as she shares her personal journey with grief and how God's love and faithfulness helped her find hope and healing. Through her inspiring stories and insightful discussions, you'll discover how to navigate grief while keeping your eyes fixed on the glory of God. Listen to Love My Sheep on all mainstreaming platforms today. Introducing June's Faith, the easy-to-read novel by author Carly Wiggins. Follow June's journey as she confronts doubt and disappointment with God after the loss of her sister. Through candid conversations and heavenly visions, June discovers a closer relationship with God. This story of faith and surrender is perfect for believers seeking spiritual growth. Find more by searching www.carlywigginsauthor.com. Going back to that children are resilient, I remember back from my life, I also grew up with the, the blended families and things like this. And if you would have asked me when I was growing up, if that was normal, I would have said, yes, this sure. is normal. My, I remember the moment when my life bubble popped and I realized, wow, this isn't normal. This wasn't God's design for family, you know? And, and it, was a, right. it was a crazy time when I understood that. But if you would have asked me, my life was perfect. I had the best family. I had the best life. Nothing could have could have changed. Everything was perfect. And then that moment, everything changed. Wow. God has a better plan. And this is what I want to implement in my life, in my family, in my future, in our generations. And yes. so children are resilient. You know, if, if we teach our children, I, I love your mantra. Say it again. Say it again. When you strengthen a child, you strengthen society. And I'll wow, say that's we, because I'm, I'm trying to be a part of that. When we wow. strengthen a child, we strengthen society. Mm-hmm. And, and that is true. I just want to tell you as a classroom teacher, so I am currently, I don't know if I said that part, but I'm currently and have been for many years in a job share, which means I teach every other day. And so I have a teaching partner, which kind of gives me the gifts of both being available in my home life and teaching. Wow. teaching I didn't know anything like this existed, actually. So yes. that's, that's pretty cool. So at least here in the States, it exists. Yeah. At, at, I don't think that's very specific to Utah. I'm quite sure. But you can mm-hmm. have a part time. It just means part time. I'm, okay, okay. I'm in a fourth grade classroom. So it's nine and 10 year olds. And it keeps me grounded. I mean, I. I, every year people ask, are you staying? Are you going? I'm like, I don't know where I would go. Like I, I do love the kids. Um, teaching has become very demanding. So I see what a lot of my colleagues are up against with just the demands coming kind of down the chain with administration and all we're asked to do. And then the needs of children, they are greater. They are higher. That's just how it is now um, because they are exposed to a great deal. And, and so their emotions run high, but they are resilient if we let them be, and we have an opportunity to teach them those skills. And that's part of what I try to do through the podcast is I bring on a guest every week and talk about like the most recent one, we talked about, um, learning differences, which means learning disabilities and talked about how even children's brains are growing up so differently where they're scrolling up to down on screens. And so just even the point that your child that you're so worried about might not actually have a learning disability, but that 
um, the brain, the, the eye tracking has just gotten used to going up and down instead of left to right for reading. And I wow. found that absolutely fascinating. And when I interviewed this couple, it's a wife and husband duo that own this company. Uh, I was just fascinated by it because what I see as a teacher and I observe in the classroom and I see with even my two little um, granddaughters, well, one's five and she's, they're just so smart and they can do all this technology. It's amazing, but I see it. And so, and I did want to give a shout out to those two little granddaughters, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I do have a question that I did not expect to go in this direction of the podcast in I'm okay with this it. This is a very sensitive subject. And I, I never go political ever in the podcast. This is probably the first. But as I have my own son, and as there's so many dangers in the world nowadays, like every week it seems we hear something, some type of tragedy happening with our children or in the world or something. So let me give a let me set up the, the scene. Yes. In in the bank in America, in the banks, I feel like there's the teller, there's a security guard, and it's a little bit different. Here in Brazil, there is it's a huge security thing to get into the bank. It's much different than the U.S. It's much more secure. However, the schools in Brazil and in the U.S. almost don't have any protection, right? So as a teacher, having all of those children there, do you feel safe? What do we do? What What is the answer here? I have no idea how to Thank how you. To no, I, I think Please, you bring to the surface. Yeah. What people really want to know. And I'm going to tell you, number one, I do feel safe. But if you really think about it for you and I as a parent mm-hmm. as well, it is faith over fear. Come on. It is. It is faith over That's fear. Right. And that is the only. And I, I have had people ask me, which children do the best in the classroom? And I'm going to be very honest with you because we can talk this way on this podcast that children from faith-filled homes. doesn't matter what their faith is. You don't have to be my same religion. You don't have to believe what I do. I believe in Jesus Christ so strongly, but you, it might look a little different for you, but faith-filled homes, those children really are. And you might say, well, how do I know who is in a faith-filled home and who isn't? I don't always know, but I know when students really stand out, I usually do know. And it's mm-hmm. just by what they offer or reading a book and what they say and they, how they comment. And they bring up God or Jesus, or I learned this at my church. Mm. Um, Actually, and and just a little side note, the second thing that I've observed as a classroom teacher where kids do the best is music. Mm -hmm. It's music. And I just, I learned that in the very beginning years and then in the nineties. And I thought, oh, my kids are going to do music, which didn't pan out completely. But going back to your question, so sorry if Mm -hmm. I got a little sidetracked, but to your question of, are we safe? I do want to be clear that part, one of the interviews that is sparking an interview for season two, we are doing a lot to have better protection because we can't just, you know, it's just like with our testimony, I can say I have faith, but I need to have action into my plan. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for any school or district or state law that we have to have plans so faith combined combined with a good plan is really what, what gets us somewhere. And I yeah. do really, really want to give a shout out to any political leader or um, principal, district superintendent, anyone that's using their voice and parents, the daily people, we are the ones that make change. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds like world peace, but it really is true that when we use our voices 
and say, we need change. So there is a lot being done. I see how changes have been made. Like it used to be open door policy, which is what we want in a community, right? Mm -hmm. I want you when you have your cute son in school someday to be able to walk through those doors and you can volunteer in his classroom. Well, over the years, yeah, it is completely locked. Exterior doors are completely locked. And then there's a second door and you have to have a badge. You have to have a background mm -hmm. check. All those things It is very strict at our schools now. And then the technology, the district that I happen to be working in, in Northern uh, Salt Lake, I am really impressed. And these are one of the questions that I asked um, our own superintendent about this, but we, we are constantly adding to safety plans. And mm -hmm. so AI, I know you and I talked briefly about artificial intelligence before this interview, just how it helps with editing, but it helps with safety. And there yeah. are cameras on schools, all the schools in our district now, which is a lot. I mean, I don't know how many schools specifically we have, but we have, I know we have about 9,000 employees. So that tells you we have like wow. 200 schools or something. So there are camera eyes on every school. So it's kind of like when you think of the mall, I don't, you know, and you, and you have someone yeah. security and you can see all the screens, that's how it is for them. So if there is someone um, and, and, and I will say, yes, for the first time in the last, well, and anxieties went up during COVID, but I, my teaching partner and I can both say we've had students definitely in the last five years that hesitate to come to school because of concern over an active shooter. And that is so yeah. sad. It's horrible. That that it's horrible. Is, is a real um is a real thing for them now. So we, we can do a better job of talking to our kids and, but not scaring them. So I think age appropriate conversations. I just read mm -hmm. this book called crucial conversations this year. It's more of a business angle, but we have to have these crucial, crucial conversations. If your child is suffering, um, but there's ways you can get them to talk. And one way, at least in my classroom, you put a Rubik's cube in their hand, <laughs> they'll <laughs> talk to you, like keep their hands busy. So, um, that's just a little side note for, for that safety issue, but yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a real concern. Thank you for, for going that direction with me a little bit, because sure. I'm a little weary to go back to the States, you know, like I'm a little scared to go, to move back to the U S to go into, you know, I'm a little afraid, especially I'm going to be moving to Texas, God willing. And there was a shooting an hour away from where I'm going to be living, you know, and that's terrifying to me. Like, my goodness. Where does it stop? But I don't want to talk about this for the length of the podcast today. I do want to go back to your podcast. So elementary school. So what led you to start this podcast? So you have all of this education, you have all of this experience. Why the podcast? Honestly, it was, um, it was just a really strong feeling that came. I can remember being with my husband who is a gem. I got remarried five years ago and he is a gem and just so sweet. And he's like, you do whatever you want. <laughs> and he is very faith-filled and just such a sweetheart. But he and I went to visit his oldest son and we were out on like the water on this little excursion. Anyway, we had, we're having like a little vacation and we were just talking about it. And I said, you know, I've kind of wanted to start a podcast because I see, I don't just see anxiety and struggle with children. I see it in the parents too. And mm -hmm. I, I have had 
many of those same struggles. And, and as a teacher too, I have all these great colleagues that are working so hard and I don't want to just hear there's a crisis in the classroom when our custodian shows up every day and is so kind to the kids and has yeah. his own family and in special ed, so much going on in there. And our principal practically lives at the school. And I just didn't want to hear. So we we're having this conversation. And then um, he said, and, he, and I call my stepson's bonus sons, but he just said something like, you should, you should do that. I, I don't know. Anyway, it kind of led to me coming home. And then I was telling um, my other kids and they're like, yeah, mom, you should. And, and so. Oh, cool to have their I, support, you know, <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Go for oh it. yeah. They're like, you should do that. I don't think they watch it or listen, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they probably do. I don't know, but it has been a really good experience. And I can say that the day-to-day person, which is how I view myself, you know, when we say an ordinary person, but what, what we are trying to, what I see, I see ordinary people every day doing extraordinary things. That's just the truth. And there are times that you would come to my classroom and you'd be like, she's not that great of a teacher. (laughs) And then there are other days where you might be like, wow, that was really cool. And that is what teaching is. It's a fluctuation of back and forth, but I, I really see a need and that there's a lot we can do to help each other out. And I, I don't make any money from the podcast and I have questioned myself at times, but I see the ordinary person doing extraordinary things. And in my interviews, I've had, I've been just, I've learned just as much from the ordinary yet extraordinary person behind the scenes, you know, like this cute lady in my neighborhood who has helped with the school carnival for years. I learned just as much from that interview as I did from Jim Fay of Love and Logic Institute, who is one of the co-founders and he's almost 90. And I, that's what I've been so touched by. In fact, it gives me the goosebumps right now because I've learned just as much from the daily people like me, as I have from someone that's authored books and can really get gritty with us on how it's such to a get- good reminder because we we value people, you know, even as mission as a missionary here, we value people to like in our flesh, you know, we do that. Yes. However, everyone has a voice, everyone has a yes. heart, everyone has a soul, everyone has a story that needs to be told, or they most people want to be heard, you know. And so oh. Yes. And not only that, Dallas, all of us do have a role. We do have a role. I mean, I thought, oh, I could be that mom. That's just like, oh, I'm, I've raised my kids. I'm just going to take a back seat and just, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just, I think we all really have to take a look at what we can do. And so um, do you mind if I read this little quote? Because this is actually something I keep in my scriptures, being a disciple of Jesus Christ is not just one of many things we do. The savior is the motivating power behind all that we do. Mm-hmm. And I love that because then I come back to, okay, if I'm just trying, and I think I was telling you a little bit about before, when you start a podcast, you can, you can almost be like a teenager and get hooked into likes and follows. And I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that. I, mm-hmm. this is going to be honest. And I don't care if it's, if it helps one person, that's great. And that's meaningful. And I do see the analytics on Spotify and Apple. And so I know that it does have a following now, but I, if I get caught up in that, that's my mistake because then that's a level of pride that I don't want to engage in. And I I think we do learn from scripture that the natural man is an enemy to God, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of this weird time in life where everything's about likes and influencers and 
No, it comes back to what is your real motivation? Do you really mean what you're saying? And, and mm-hmm. I feel that from your podcast. So I thank you for having pure intent. And I thank think you. that when we are really trying, that's what life is, is just trying and that God helps us in that mm-hmm. effort. And so it yeah. has been a beautiful experience so far. I don't, I don't know how long it will last. I don't know where it will lead. I mean, what if I end up only having a couple seasons? I don't know. I'm just finishing season one, but it's been a beautiful experience. I've learned a lot. It has shaped how I do things differently in the classroom. And it's been a real gift to me. And um, I've met a lot of really amazing people. Yeah, I can definitely second that. And it's, I have a confession for our audience here today. I'm so sorry. However, this is I the truth. It. I do not podcast for you, my lovely audience. I podcast <laughs> for myself. <laughs> the people yes. I get to talk to on the show, it's for me. It's for I me. It's I get to meet people all the time from all over the world. And that's why I do the podcasting. It's not for you, audience. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep keep yeah. joining us. Keep listening but in. People but are I think you're dating. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. People are gaining from what yeah. you do though, and that you are having all these different guests. And um, I, I know last week you had someone talking about grief and pain and mm-hmm. everyone can, everyone has had experience or will have experience yeah. with grief and pain. And so just hearing any kind of healing words is so important and so gratifying and gives us hope that it's going to be okay. And so I I do want to say that there there's some fluff on the podcast. There's a lot of fluff because life needs to have some fluff because there's mm-hmm. some really tough stuff, just like the safety issue that you mentioned, which is on everyone's brains and especially mm-hmm. here in the States. So yeah, we need to have life. There's a mix of, of the deep stuff and the fluff, and we need both. A question here. How do we all work together to strengthen our children and to build a better society? So this is kind of that quote that your mantra that you were talking about. So how do we practically do this? Well, I think that we have to take a step back and say, whatever your role is for, for the 12 years that my children were home, I knew that that's where I needed to be. And, and I say this, well, I just heard this yesterday, the paradox of like, I love my children so much, but they can also drive me crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's yes. But I, I can say, you know, I know that I I really do love kids and that isn't, I I know that I was blessed with that. There, there are weaknesses I have and other things that I don't have, but I do love kids. And so I, I found it a really, really pleasurable experience to be home with my kids, even though of course I'm normal. And it's like, my kids are driving me crazy. Everyone. Just a, just a side question with that. Whenever you were home with your kids for 12 years, you were saying, were you homeschooling your children as well? No, No. (laughs) absolutely not. Because you're a teacher. So I was like, Hey, maybe she's homeschooling here. That was just kind of a knee jerk reaction. Wasn't it? I don't want anyone that homeschools (laughs) <laughs> homeschool their child to go, Oh my gosh, does she have a problem with that? But I know for me, I, I really felt the importance and maybe it's the, the areas that we have lived in and we have lived in different areas, but I felt, I felt like it was important that they get the social mm-hmm. and you can only build a child's stamina. And so I have many friends that their child maybe does a half like if their anxiety is so bad and they maybe do a half day or they do every other day and then they have some homeschooling, I can see how that would be a perfect mm-hmm. mix. I want to say too, that my children are beyond, I mean, my, 
I have a son that's graduated and married and I have a son that's um, almost done with college. And so, I mean, if you were talking, if my kids were little right now, I might feel differently and I might want yeah. more of a mix. I don't know, but I think it depends on the individual. And I learned this a long time ago, meeting individual or treating, treating kids the same, meaning I love all my kids the same in your own children. I love all of my children the same. That is true. Mm-hmm. But you treat them differently because their needs are different and the situations are different. And so we've had anxiety. We have had a lot of anxiety. And there was a time where, you know, we did, I have a child that did some online, but that was also during COVID. So you can't really say that that's what it was because everyone was kind of doing online, but there, I do want to say there are so many ways you can do school now. I think that's what we learned from COVID is you can do what's best for your child. And it is between you and God. I guess that's the biggest point. It is between you and God. And if you are getting a feeling like you should homeschool for a little while, that's probably what your child needs. And so um, looking back, that didn't happen for me, but I, I listened to parents. I really tried to, and I told you before this started that I, I've actually been home for a few weeks, which is, this has never, ever happened to me before in all my teaching, but I had a surgery a few weeks ago that went upside down and it led me to an emergency surgery. And so wow. I've had a lot of reflection time and I'm not back in the classroom yet. And here it is the end of the year. But when you have that taken away, you dismiss it because I don't, I, I don't know when we're giving whatever we're giving with our heart. And it's satisfying and you're seeing change in a child. And that means so much. And it might just be a small amount of progress and it might be large, but it's just giving me a lot of reflection on what we do, whatever we contribute matters. And so if you volunteer in your child's classroom or if you homeschool, whatever sacrifice you are making for your child, it matters. But I do want to encourage people to invite Christ and heavenly father into your life. And because it will push you forward and help all of your efforts because those small whisperings from the spirit, they do come. And I've had moments where I'm like, Whoa, I wouldn't even have thought of that. And I know that it was coming straight from heavenly father saying, this is what your child needs. And maybe um, we've been struggling for a while. And so I, I want to really encourage people to invite that, whether whether we feel like we're worthy or we're a hot mess, whatever, wherever we are, God goes where we are. And mm-hmm. if we ask, um, I love this statement that I learned from a, a beautiful author named Michael Wilcox, but that we are plea to Heavenly Father is in prayer. But a lot of times he answers us back in scripture. And there have been many moments as a mom where I didn't know what to do. And especially during the domestic court years, I did not know what to do. There was no handbook for that. And only God and the savior could help me in my efforts to just want to do the right thing. I'm not saying I always did because it was really messy, but I wanted to do the right thing. And the scripture uh, most of the time actually would just strengthen me as a person. And it didn't mean the problems were going to go away. But when it strengthens the mom, then it strengthens your child because you can give better care. You can um, have more heart-to-heart conversations with your child when they're right, if your heart's in the right place. And I've had my prideful moments too, where I'm like, this is so wrong and I want to be a fighter. And Mm -hmm. those, those moments didn't do me any good, but I learned from them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all led here. 
That was my it's, point. In case you're wondering, here we are. Here we are. You know, here we are. Well, I want to encourage our audience again to check out your podcast, Elementary School, on all streaming platforms that are out there. And you can reach out to you via email. That will be in the link below in the description, elementary.school.outlook.com. So you guys can contact Melanie directly as well. Anything else you want to share with your time here today? Thank you. Thank you for having. I I found this a very tender experience and one that's um, that I will treasure. So thank you. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. And Melanie, if I can have you end our time together with a prayer, I would really appreciate that. I would love to do that. Our dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for thy love. We're so grateful for thy tender mercies, for thy enabling power that comes through Jesus Christ. We're so grateful um, for Dallas and his work, and so grateful that we have these resources And we ask thee to please bless us with the power of discernment so that we can listen to things that fill us and help us and that help our children. Please bless us that we will to try to discern between truth and error. Please bless us that our minds can be clear. Please bless us that our minds can be active in raising our children and in helping them and that we can help ourselves first and do whatever it takes to be whole and to um, recognize thy power. Please bless us to turn to thee for guidance and that we will be accepting of thy love and mercy and that we will do what is pleasing unto thee. We're grateful for the many blessings that we have on this earth despite many challenges and many deceptions and many difficult and dark things that are around us, please bless us that we can cleave unto light and that we can be an instrument in thy hands and be helpful um, in small ways as well as big ways. And we are so grateful. We're so grateful for thy son who died for us and who led a perfect ministry on our behalf. We love thee and You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.